Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, you've tuned in to another bad weather edition of the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show with my good friend and yours, our favorite white liberal, uh, Sean York Caron. Sean, good morning. Morning, man. I'm just glad I made it. Me too, brother. Thank you for risking life and limb to come here and be made harassed by my listeners. Literally limbs, because there was, I was, you know, I told you my AC's out, right? And so I'm staying at Renee's house, and Mm -hmm. Renee's out of town, and Bo's there, and Bo was asleep, and the storm started, and... And so I was like, woke him up. I was like, dude, get up. Like, there's a tornado coming, right? <laughs> you better get moving. And, uh, and then it knocked all the trees down in his yard. And then I tried to get to my house to get my iPad. And my house is about, I'm living on Monroe Street and Renee's and uh, Howard, which is about, you know, six streets over or so, whatever. Like, you know, Bellhaven's like a maze. Like, every street in Bellhaven was blocked by a tree. Literally every street. The only way I got to fortification was like Graymont, which usually is always blocked off, was actually open. It's funny how that works sometimes. Yeah, I know. I tell you, I mean, look, all, all my political jokes aside about Fondren and Bellhaven, Bellhaven is one of the most beautiful neighborhoods. It, it really is. In, in the state of Mississippi. When, yeah. You know, and, and the fact that some people have stayed mm-hmm. and kept it. My, my old buddy Paxton Phillips is in there and uh, some other folks yourself, you know, that have really taken care of the property, really put a lot of love into it and uh, own their homes and have stayed through it all. And uh, with the whole Save Jackson thing, even though nationally – I disagree with all y'all politically. Right. Locally, we're really all on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I told you before, I think I was ever on the show that when we first started talking that, you know, all my buds were all listening to you, you know. Yeah, I mean. And um, whatchamacallit, and, and, you know, because everybody kind of agreed with what was going on, like with the city and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. And that's what the people who don't agree with it, I just look at them with a lost stare. Like, how, how can you be okay with this? And those are the people... That I, I will still to this day, no matter where, where we're at in this adventure of radio, uh, local, national, regional, whatever, I will still stand up and fight for the citizens, for the good citizens of Jackson, Mississippi, against these idiots who are just pillaging it, mm-hmm. strip mining it of all of its resources for their personal benefit. Oh, yeah. I mean, did you, uh, I'm sure you saw that what Jackson's getting like, what, $115 million or something? Or is it for It like, is being of, managed by the state. Or I didn't know that. Well, somebody told me about it a few weeks ago whenever it yeah. happened. And the first thing, it kind of just goes to your point. First thing I thought of when they said, oh, we're getting $115 million, I was like, well, they're just going to steal it. That's the first thing I said. They're still going to steal it. I mean, that's, that's the first thing. But, I mean, it's a sad state of affairs, but that's the gonna, first thing you say. But they're going to have to do it through the minority set-asides and, and get their kickbacks and all that. Right. I mean, it's not going to be able to just put their hands in the pots firsthand like the Siemens money do we ever know what happened to that I mean no. that just I mean they, they blame you know that look that's why I, I'm gonna tell you I have a grand conspiracy so let me start this with allegedly yeah right I'm saying I'm not saying I yeah. know anything let I'm me just, start this with allegedly smells I'm bad. convinced that's why they screwed the water billing up mm-hmm. so they could pay themselves the semen money right Right. right. Hey, what? Anything is believable with the city to me. Oh, Anything. Absolutely. Uh, you, I mean. you get enough dumb handout. Mo- mm, I almost said a word. 
almost said a word. MFers. Mm, you, you can't cuss yeah, on the radio. I, on the radio. I, don't be like Thomas. I caught myself. <laughs> yeah. I get a little. Loose it's hard. The, I get a little loose with the tongue when I'm talking about these the free the land folks. I mean. I mean, they were there or something else. Yeah, you know, they had, uh, I, I think it was 2017, they were passing a, uh, the, for us to vote on another bond issue for public education. And, uh, and, you know, of course, I'm always, I'm pro public education, obviously. And, uh, and, and I'm like, man, I'm going to vote against this. And I remember my neighbors were like, why are you going to vote against this? I mean, that's something, I'm like, because they're not going to use this for the kids. They're going to, you know, pay some more administrators and put some nicer couches in their offices. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not voting me, to raise my pro- property taxes for that. Ever I mean, since you told me about our buddy, uh, oh right, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's yes. all working over there. Yeah, I'm seeing the 85 inch TVs and the five thousand dollar couches in the in the in the Jackson Public School administrative right. offices. I've been fuming. Yeah, I've been fuming about it. You know, Kim Wade talks about this a lot, mm. and I feel like I feel like if Kim Wade says it, it's okay for me to co-sign on it. <laughs> okay, you know, concerning certain things, he says, you know, you get a lot of these these uh, local Democrats, we'll call them, mm-hmm. and they go to whatever college they choose to go to, and they get their little degree. And we talked about college degrees this morning on the phone. Yeah, yeah. They get their little degree. You know, a lot of times, man, you got to start from the bottom mm-hmm. of a place. They get they get gifted a position right. with a title, and they don't do anything. They have A, they don't know what to do. Because, mm-hmm. man, t- to be at the top of a business, I firmly believe you got to start at the bottom of it. Right. you got to learn the minutia of it, how it works. Don't they say that's a big problem with the millennials? Like, they want to be the boss from day one, and yeah. that's causing a lot of problems in the workforce. Yeah, and I, and I think that's problem with places like JPS you got a lot of you got a lot of overly educated people with mm-hmm. job, with, with with degrees that think that that's supposed to translate to a title right. immediately and it shouldn't you know you should have the ability with that degree that if you started at the bottom it opens up more you know it, it, it expedites more doors for you if mm-hmm. you have the skill set to accomplish those goals but the guy who doesn't go to college that started at the bottom should also qualify for those positions if he has the skill set to do yeah i mean just like when i started the da's office i didn't start off prosecuting murderers right i mean that wasn't my first case was that probably was like my second but the uh well, sure. way it was well, yeah, yeah yeah but i didn't start off just doing that you know worked my way up into you know being kind of uh running that kind of stuff and uh so yeah i wasn't like here you go here's a murder case sean like your first first day in court so now you got to work your way into doing those things absolutely i want to hear more about that let's take a call real quick hey good morning you're on there Clay, can you hear me? I sure can. This is Granny. Oh, I, but Granny, I recognize your voice. The second you said, eh. "What's going on, Granny?" Sean. Yep. Right, don't 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 go too hard on Clay this morning. I don't I don't know if he can handle a little bit of Bell Haven and Minson State. Just give him one or the other, okay? Okay. Okay. I look, my dad even called me the other day, Granny, and said, "You let Sean whoop up on you the other day." Oh, I, y'all! I've been I've been road tripping the beginning of the summer. I've been so checked out. I got I got St. Louis and Chicago, and got a history museum in Wisconsin. Life is good, y'all. I'm grateful. Anyway, it, it is. Hey, Granny, great great hearing from you as always. Uh, you just want to tell y'all happy Friday, and you too, Sean. Y'all thank take you. care, everybody. Stay good. Uh-huh. Now, Granny's in public education. Without pulling the onion back too mm-hmm. far there, and um. How do I say this? I make a lot of trans jokes. But Granny's not trans. <laughs> Granny is a really good dude that mm-hmm. plays Granny. It's a funny like character. Okay, I got gotcha, you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like West Side Al. Remember him? Didn't he yeah. dress up like, like your grandmother at the JSU games? He did. West right. Side Al's great, man. Yeah, you know I've known that guy for. 
He was involved in a he wasn't he was a victim in, yeah. a, in a case I had at He's one point. He's been shot several times. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's why I know him. You know? He's been shot several times. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a character right. he plays, and uh, it started out without going too deep into this. We all we we were all big listeners, and still are big listeners of our friend Jake Wimberly over at ESPN The Zone, mm-hmm. his show. And we would all, Jake would do live, live remotes like Lucky Town and stuff. Yeah. And Granny's one of the callers on the show, showed up in full Granny gear, looking like she should be on the cover of a cookie. Okay. Of a cookie uh, wrapper or something, you know? Yeah. Like Granny M's or Granny D's, whatever the cookies are called. And baked pies and brought them to Lucky Town Brewery. It was just so cool. It was just one of those fun mm-hmm. things. Like they, had, they, they had done a launch and get, did a beer for Jake. Shout okay. out to, they did one for Chad Wesley, too. Shout out to Chad Wesley this morning. And I, I mean, I could, I felt like I could have had a Save Jackson beer if they could have held on long enough. You know, speaking of that, you know what I read about? Uh, uh, that, I sent you, I put that article, in, I think in our, our little group thing. Yeah, our notes and like that. There, some guy came up with ultra right beer. Did you see that? I have seen. That. I mean, so people are trying to profit. This is this is why I love America, man. People are trying to profit off like the anti woke. You know, stuff where they're like, everybody's boycotting. This article I said to you was like talking about it, all the boycotts that are going on. And it was saying that this guy was like, he'd, he'd come up with ultra right beer and you'd have to pay like $30. That's includes shipping for a six pack of this stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was on Tim Pool's podcast one night. Was he? And I, it, that is a very, you know what I like? I like consistency mm-hmm. with my podcasters, with stuff, yeah. stuff I listen to. Like, if you release, that's why I, I put for so much effort to have mine out by 10 a.m. every morning. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think. You know, you got a couple thousand people that listen to it every day. They're dependent on that schedule, right? Yeah. And so are me from well, sponsors and everybody else that pays to, to make this whole thing go. Sure. You know, sure. so I, I, I'm, I'm very responsible to that. Anyway, I say all that to say Temple, 7 p.m. Central Time, every night, they're on, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And he had that guy on there one night. I was just kind of listening. I, I listen to Pool because I don't necessarily always love everything Temple says, but it's consistency. Mm-hmm. They don't miss a show. You know, unless there's some kind of major technical glitch or something. I yeah. think he's missed two shows in the three years I've been listening to him. And uh, they had that guy on there one night. That guy told a crazy story just about trying to get all that done. Because, of course, it's 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 canned through a third party. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't go buy Right, yeah, I didn't, they, right. I, I didn't think he just was able to do that in, like, two weeks. And right. the, the, the brewer that they had posseed up with to do this thing, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, we're all in. And he said he, he clearly explained to them the concept mm-hmm. of ultra-right. And what it was, and it's like, hey, there's not going to be no problem, is it? You know, he's like, no, man, it's all good. You know, we, we want to make that money, dog. Okay. And uh, the second it got some press coverage, uh, and people found out the brewery that was doing it, they called, raised hell. He he canceled his agreement. So we didn't know what it was going to be. He's like, bro, I have all the emails. Yeah, that article I sent you actually does mention a little bit. It says that he was having problems finding somebody to brew it and, and can and, it. And, and can all it. Yeah. The, and even get the wrappers for the cans. Mm-hmm. Now. Well, but don't sell it yet if you know if you're not if you can't if you don't have a product yet. I know a lot of people do that. It's not just him. I mean, that happens all the time. Well, the, the shoe industry, Kickstarter type. Yeah, stuff. I mean, I bought no, no bull shoes are real popular in the CrossFit community, and when it first came out, they kind of did that, and where yeah. it took me like three months to get the shoes. And I mean, it just make you mad as a consumer though if you're going to order something, especially like shoes you can wait on. But am I going to wait thirty days for beer? Well, you know, I uh, mean, you know, like that's a that's that seems a little different. Let, let's be honest. If I order something like that, it's to go on my bookshelf. Yeah, it's not like I'm just drinking on Friday night, right? Yeah. Now I did say I bought a six pack of an IPA called Roadhouse IPA, but I think it's by Ten Roof Brewing. Uh, don't quote me on that. But they make some really good craft beers. Mm-hmm. I'm not an IPA guy at all, but I had it was the can was the Roadhouse, the double deuce on it. 
Oh, really? Like in the Patrick Swayze movie? Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, my sister listened. She had a poster of that in her bedroom all growing up, just so everybody knows. Shout that. out to Jazz. Yeah, yeah Jazz had, had a poster of that. She just became, for years, I don't know where that came from. Just became my second favorite white liberal. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Jazz this morning. Uh, the uh, it, so I guess it's they didn't have licensing fees to do it, so they yeah. named, they named the beer Roadhouse mm-hmm. and just put you know building it very similar. To the double, it was clear what they were doing. It was right, a rip off of that. It's such but, a great movie. I'm not even gonna, you know. <laughs> so I, I bought a six pack, and I drank one one night, and I didn't have any other beer at the house. So I drank the whole six pack. I just put the, <laughs> I just put the empty cans up on my, <laughs> up on my. You know, if y'all ever watch my TikTok videos or anything <laughs> like that, I've got this cool bookshelf. You know, it looks like every other YouTuber's backdrop with you know a, a bookshelf. Of, with nonsense on it, I got that WWE championship belt mm-hmm. and all WWF. It's actually an old one. Championship belt, some Jackson stuff. I got a custom uh, done Marshall Ramsey drawing, mm-hmm. si- you know, signed to me about Frank Melton and stuff. Oh, okay. There's some really cool stuff in my opinion. I was able. I got that at Kingfish's Christmas party. Oh, uh, yeah. Are, are, did I just talk, did I just mention Fight Club? Oh no. Uh, uh, he's gonna get mad. He Texas called me. Coming. He called me the other day too. I didn't answer. I was, I was in the middle of something at work. And I meant to call him back. It just reminds me I need to call Kingfish back. But uh, he had a really good article. I sent you actually. He, I think he called me at the same time that article about the um, the Chinese lab leak. I think I think I sent I need, it to you. I need to read. It was that. really really good. Uh, that, well, the one he did, uh, and I didn't get to it the other day, and I do want to get to it today. Is a uh, Wingate's yeah uh, article. Right, it was really you know, about HB ten twenty and NAACP. All right, look, Sean and I got a bunch of stuff to get through this morning, as always. Um, hey guys, be careful out on the roads. Trees are down everywhere. Power's down all through Jackson. Uh, I know Forrest is without power this morning. Talked to somebody there. Uh, I got off at two twenty on on the forty nine Medgar Evers. All that power's off. Sean coming in from Belhaven. Mm-hmm. Power off through the yeah. Through the power, it's Jackson. all through there. Up uh, State Street lights were working when I got okay. up to State Street, but everything else in Belhaven was off. Yeah, a lot of the interstate lights mm-hmm. are off. If you guys see anything traffic wise, text into the Guns and Gear text line or give us a call. Uh, Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line is 601-879-0002. It's a free-for-all Friday. It's a Father's Day weekend Friday. Single moms, you can't have my weekend. It's Father's Day. Just because you play both roles doesn't mean you get to have Father's Day. You should have picked a better man. Picture on the way I took on the way up here. Happy Father's the, Day from Kenneth Stokes. Kenneth Stokes. I, I love, love man. Him. He does some great, great ones. He puts some effort into this. Uh, he always does, man. He, he is a, he's I'm going to drop this in the Facebook group so everybody can see it. Please do. He's a national treasure. Y'all he go, is. Y'all go join our Facebook group, too, man. We're right up to almost 200 members. Had a big day yesterday. Just go to Facebook. You're just going to search. Here's what you say. Here's what you type in. Clay Edwards Show. Hit join group. Uh, me or one of the admins will approve you. And, man, post whatever you want to post and uh, drive some conversation. This is not – the group's named after me because it's named after the show, but the group is for y'all. You know, post what you want to post about. Y'all Y'all always send me stuff. Clay, talk about this. Clay, talk about this. Post it in that group. Get people talking about it, and I will talk about it. All right. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean yurt Karan on 103.9. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, look, man, <clears throat> we have some great advertisers on this show, some great sponsors, partners, um, friends, whatever you like to call them. And uh, one of them are my good friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Uh, you know, I, I've known these guys. I've known Michael Deere for 20-plus years, all the, going all the way back to my buy days. 
I've known the other guys that worked there four or five years. We shared a building with them for a while when uh, when I worked at Watkins Automotive. And uh, look, I just say these are good folks: Jamie Price, Johnny Casada, my buddy Ty. I could go on and on and on. Weather gets bad like this, there's a good chance, good good chance you got some roof damage. Uh, heck, uh, my yeah. friend Renee's got trees across his roof. Yeah, he doesn't know. He's at Bonnaroo right now, no. so he doesn't even know. <laughs> like, so that's terrible, man. So, yeah, yeah. so bad, a bad situation in Jackson, really through all this, right through central Mississippi, if you look at the route of that storm. And it's been like this for a couple of days now. Look, give Watkins Construction a roof and a call today. They'll come out. They'll do a complimentary roof assessment. No commitment to you at all. They'll, they'll check everything out, find out if there's any issues. You may need a repair. You may need full replacement. They'll get you all that together. They'll work directly with your insurance company and make it all happen. And they're going to do it as professional as you can possibly imagine. They're not going to be out there with their loudspeakers, boom, boom, booming, and making a mess. They've got special equipment they can pull straight up and raise to throw the old stuff in. You're not going to have shingles down on the ground. Your, your landscaping is going to be taken care of. All of that. These are important things. You may not, these are things you don't even think about. You know, especially you live in a neighborhood or you got, you know, you're in the house with kids. You don't want to hear a bunch of uh, Kodak Black and uh, young trap daddy, NBA young boy all bumping out there or any heavy metal for that matter. You know, you just don't want to hear that outside while people are working. And uh, you're not going to have that problem with them. I've heard horror stories about other roofing companies here locally. Yeah. So give them a shout WatkinsConstructionInc.com. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Just Google Watkins Construction. And roofing, they're gonna they're gonna get you taken care of. If you need their contact information, holler at me. I will gladly text it all to you. All right, Sean. Um, I, I do not want to go any further without us discussing some big news for you, my friend. We teased this the other day. Oh yeah, that's right. We're gonna you're talk gonna, about that. Okay, um, you're taking part in an ABC News slash Hulu documentary. Yeah, there's a series called, and you know, I didn't even know what the show was, but I, I don't watch Hulu, to be honest with you. It, I just I watch Netflix. and I'm going to watch this. I'm going to sign up and watch this with you. We need to have a watch party. Yeah, we, we, it, it's going to be cool. I watch, well, they, there's a series called Death in the Dorms, and uh, they've done the first season, and they sent me some of the episodes. It's actually on Hulu now, and it's pretty good. It's about uh, college students that get murdered, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they, just, they found the case of Latasha Norman, who's... Um, you know, who was killed by a, her boyfriend Stanley Cole back in 2007, and um, and I ended up being the uh, lead prosecutor on that case, and we tried that in 2010, and so they were doing a little documentary on that case, and it well they're going to shoot it I think this summer, and it'll be um, the season will start next uh, like spring I think or next winter early next winter. Man, that's so, awesome, dude. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. It was a so they're going to they're going to come here. They're and coming actually, to Jackson. You're going to be on camera. Yeah, I'm going to be on camera. They got some of the detectives going to be on camera. They're going to shoot around Jackson and you know all that kind of over at JSU. I assume when, I don't know exactly where they're going to shoot. I assume they're going to shoot around Jackson. And, when you say they're going to shoot around Jackson, are, are they going to they take part in the Jackson tradition of shooting people or shoot <laughs> film? Well, I was on the phone with them yesterday, and I, uh, I I did explain the you know severity of the crime problem here, <laughs> and that that was and you know that's kind of the I think uh, you know one of the reasons they're um, not the severity of the crime problem, but just nationwide, and it's kind of testament to Latasha Norman that she was you know such a good person, and it's it's kind of like and I was telling these guys you know about all the cases I'd done, and you know, I hate to say it this way when you you know when you're a prosecutor, most of the people who get killed. Generally, ain't the best people in the world. Let's just be honest. And, yeah, well, you know, um, well, we've had this conversation, and, yeah. and you mentioned her name in this conversation. There was another name you mentioned too, one of your bigger cases. Yeah, Ethel Simpson, who was killed yeah. by James Hutto. But uh, yeah, Latasha Norman was. You know, it's just it's it's 
it doesn't happen all the time when you have a victim that you're like, I'm not saying anybody should get killed, but if you're involved in a drug deal and it goes bad and you get shot, I mean, sometimes it's the cost of doing business. Let's be I, honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes you get a two for one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, and that's just real life. And, you know, I can't sugarcoat that, but that's just what happens. But, and then, and of course, you know, there's a lot of other people that get killed that's, it, you know, somebody gets a bullet in a drive by, they're just standing, you know, standby person that wasn't anything to do. With that. I mean, it's horrible. I'm not saying that. But in my experience, you know, you don't run into all these, you know, great, you know, great victims all the time. But this time I did, and um, she was. And, you know, they actually have a center for domestic violence for her over at Jackson State. And they do, I think they do an annual run and 5K and all that kind of stuff. So she was a great person. Her family are wonderful people. And um, they're going to um, they're going to shoot this about her. So I think it's a great thing. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is great. Um, and, you know, it's always good seeing your people get, get, their, get their due, too. Yeah. Because now, you know, after that airs, you're going to, you know, because we'll, we'll obviously cover it. I'm sure local media will cover it. And there's the people down there, you know, st- still got Anthony Fox locked up, going to have to watch it and be like, man, I wish I was on Hulu. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. I'm excited about it, obviously. And, uh, you know, it was that case was one of my biggest cases. And I worked, you know, pretty tirelessly on it. And uh, me, uh, myself and the former district attorney who's deceased now, Robert Smith, and um, we tried that case. And, what was the end result of it as far as uh, the verdict and everything? He was convicted of murder at trial. Now, the Supreme Court later reversed the case because he, we, we argued against a manslaughter instruction. And um, they said that he was entitled to one. Of course, I'll, I'm going to disagree with that for the rest of my life. But they're the, the ones that get paid the big bucks, right? So anyway, they, um, they reversed it and sent it back. And then he pled guilty to a bunch of different crimes. I think his release date is somewhere around 2039, 2040, something like that. It's on the MDOC website. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check that. Hey, speaking of MDOC, man, I uh, I ended up with a little bit of footage the other night. Uh, shout out to my source that showed a a prisoner in one of the private MDOC prisons. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, one it's a private prison ran by MDOC, whatever. Anyway, uh, or they house MDOC prisoners, <clears throat> and it's a prisoner in there filming. Another prisoner dancing and doing all kind of stuff, and <laughs> and look, I, I'm not hating on having fun, having trying to make the time go by a little faster in jail. Right, sure, none of that stuff. But but, bro, talk about terrible decision making, right? You're in jail. I'm gonna tell. You, I'm gonna put the guy's name out there. You're in jail, and you know that that's contraband, and you choose to. It's Kenneth Anderson, MDOC ID number two zero four four five five, M two zero four. Four five five. I'm hating today. I got the play a hater boots on uh, shoes. Anyway, <laughs> and he posted to his personal social media. I've seen that happen more times than I can count. Man. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I sure. mean, but it's like, bro, come on. Uh, you're getting this stupid criminal of the day award. Oh, Clay, I got to tell you about this photo. Speaking of that, I'm going to show. I, I think I still have it. There's a photograph of years ago in Raymond, right, where these guys put on social media, and it was a bunch of guys in Raymond, you know, inmates and or detainees, or whatever, and they uh, they all had these weapons that they had shafted, but they weren't like shanks like you see on the movies, right? These things were like looked like something Jason Voorhees would carry, yeah. right? They were like these machetes and then axes. I thought it was like they were getting ready for Braveheart. If you saw the stuff, the kind of weapons they had, it looked like they're about. To, I'm like, oh my god, somebody's going to get you know slashed to death because they had real like it looked like axes and actual swords and everything in this photo just was floating around. And you're like, oh my god, yeah. like who's going to go into this? Well, yeah. I mean, another example of that is that the idiot Jordan Cummins, the yeah, the, the St. Patty's Day master, right, guy. right. Oh, um, and and man, that guy thinks he's going to get out. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I was talking so. to somebody who's affiliated with mm-hmm. with some people in his circle, mm-hmm. and like he really thinks that he's getting getting out. This is just going to get thrown out. I'm like, man. <laughs> I said, okay, even if the uh, even if the it's self defense on the guy, mm-hmm. there's an innocent girl that died, right? Too. Yeah. And what you're responsible for every bullet that comes out, right? I mean, well, if it's a true self-defense, I think he's got an argument, you know, that he didn't, you know, didn't intend to kill her. But I don't think that he's going to. Here's what the self-defense law says: you know, it, an aggressor can't claim self-defense over an overly aggressive victim. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you start the whole altercation, pretty much, and then the guy like defends himself and he's going to kill you, you can't then shoot him, kill him, and say, "Oh, now it's self-defense." I'm like, no, dude, you started the thing. Yeah, like that's the whole thing. Like, you started. You're the one. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he beating his girlfriend? Allegedly, and, and then he like had a weapon, and did he yeah. point at the guy first? I believe that's well, what I read. And look, the, what what's going to come out, and this is some inside information I have, is that I trust this girl who told me this. Mm-hmm. So y'all, but do take this with a grain of salt, yeah. you know, just for legality purposes. Um, he was already been under the under their tent, got kicked out from under their tent for threatening to kill another girl. Uh, See, what was the exact quote? Okay, here? yeah, I'd like to hear that. Sure. Um, he said, uh. Said, uh, I expect him to be charged for what he has done. I mean, he has already he was already trigger happy under the tent that day, screaming at the girl to give him his gun so he could flatline this be which would it be right now, referring to this other girl's uh Kim folk. Well it's like, you know, Clay, if we were sitting here and I um pull out a knife, right? Or a, let's say I pull out a gun, it's an easier way to do it. And I pull out a gun and I'm threatening you, right? And you just are better with a weapon than me and you pull out your gun and you kill me. I mean, not kill me, you shoot me, and I get hurt or whatever. And then I can't sit there and say, and then, sh- then I shoot you and kill you. I can't say, well, I was defending myself. No, I mean, because I'm starting the thing. Well, no, I've I mean, started the whole incident. And, like, you, know, you didn't, you're just, you're just a guy standing there and I'm starting it. You can't then claim self-defense. Well, I mean, and from, from a, I'm saying from a prosec- prosecutorial standpoint, if earlier in the day he's already telling uh, telling his girl to hand him his gun so he can flatline yeah, I, somebody, I mean, guys, <laughs> you, you're, you're off to a good start, buddy. Right, and he's and he's a white guy, right? Yeah, white guy, two black victims, and Jackson. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. They ain't, ain't looking good for him. I no, mean, that's just. I mean, so I, put all, go go put all your money on, on on a guilty verdict. Yeah, I mean, and, and he just he, from what I read now. Of course, I don't know what the facts are, what's going to come out in trial, because believe me, as we all know the media can report things that aren't True. accurate, and you could get in get in there, and this completely different. I mean, actually, yeah, most of the times it is completely different, but um. From what you know, I've read that happened, and where it happened is another thing, right? Because the St. Patty's Day Parade is one of the few things that we've got that's actually successful in the city. They're going to want to make an example. I, yeah, I mean, as they should. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. that's an economic, uh, you know, just uh, whatever we call it. I uh, wish they uh, would make more examples. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's something that we need. That's one of the things we're known for is that parade. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I think you and I discussed this. Both of us aren't really big parade goers, Mm-mm. but I'm happy that it's there and that people are into it and people come to Jackson Fort and all the bars and restaurants make a lot of money from it and that's wonderful for the city. But and you come and you try to ruin that. But I mean, <laughs> you know, go shoot somebody at the fairgrounds or something. Like, like don't don't you know like just don't do that. Not to have an overinflated view of my self worth mm-hmm. or, or or people's hate for me in Jackson. You know, one of the reasons I don't go is because there are a lot of people in Jackson that hate me. You know, just at the end of the day. You're still coming to the brewer with me one day. Oh, I know you are, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to wear Clay Edwards T-shirts, too. Yeah, you have my word. <laughs> oh, go. You have my word on that. I'm actually looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Just to see the looks on the skinny jean wears faces. My, my drinking fast ends July 1st. So. When, you're, when, you're drink, <laughs> when you're drinking fast ends, we'll go to that brewery in Bellhaven. Right. 
But you know, like if I went to the St. Patty's Day Parade, I I would absolutely want to have my gun on me. I, mean, I can't blame you, right? You know, and the last thing I would want to do is to be the reason why that parade there was something happened at it. I don't want to be the cause of that, Mm-mm. you know. But rest assured, if it comes down to you or me, I'm picking me every time. I mean, I remember talking to some of the bar owners that back, this is years ago, that saying that they made, a, that was like what they made like six months of their money off sure. of that I thing. Mean, Chip so, Matthews could come on here and talk to us about it. I bet he knows. Fire and all that. Right, yeah, yeah how much money. All about it. Joseph, you know, I don't know. I mean, Martin's always does well, but I mm-hmm. bet that's a big, because they, they're right there in the middle of it. And then Hallamouse, you know, Hallamouse actually seems to be doing a lot better now. Like since they've got, now they've gotten, um, it switched to well, new ownerships. Well, they had a pride event. Yeah, they've always had pride events. Clay, you can't hate on the pride, the pride events. I mean, you guys, you're the boycott Howlin' Mouths now. No, no, no I look, man, I, they've been. It's under new ownership now. I have no, 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 no dog in that. I've race. been in there a few times. But, they, it's really, it's, got, it's really nice. I mean, they're, they're, they look like they're doing a good job. Uh, Malcolm and uh, his stepdaughter. Uh, her name is eluding me off the top of my Brandy? head. Brandy, Brandy, yeah, not stepdaughter. His his niece. I'm yeah. sorry, Malcolm's niece. Uh, Hal's daughter, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Man, they have always been so good to me. Yeah. You know, I've done events people. there and helped them out, and they've helped me out. And you'll, you'll, never, you'll never get me to say a bad thing about them. Well, you know, I think we all want to probably save things that we consider Jackson institutions. At least I know I do. Like, all like you know, I'm always joking. I'm like, God bless. If Finian's or Martin's clothes, I have nothing to do in this city. Like, that would be That's just, it. like, tragic. I want to go over there and get lunch at uh, Martin's here soon. Let's take a break real quick come back let's get into some of the culture war stuff we've been we've been too nice to each other this morning yeah 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 right right let's get the ball rolling. Well, we're talking about jackson stuff and everybody agrees on that <laughs> yeah hey real quick all the uh, red lights are not working on lakeland drive there's a tree somewhere down give me two seconds i had it pulled up but my facebook cleared out there's a tree down but completely blocking uh clinton raymond road unfortunately i don't know where on clinton raymond road exactly it is but uh, I would just avoid that South Jackson, uh, Raymond Road area going out towards Clinton. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Uh, today, our co-host, as, uh, as always, on Wednesdays and Fridays when available, is Sean York Caron. My and your favorite white liberal from right here in Bellhaven, uh, the the cesspool, tree haven today. <laughs> it's the cesspool of liberalism right there. No, I thought that was Fondren, right? I had a little bit of both, right? There's a lot of old people in Bellhaven. You know, like the more younger folks live in Fondren. I almost got into a fist fight with a girl one night at Time Out Cafe 20-something Man, years ago. Man, I miss ago that place. I, about, I love that more. She got to argue with me, calling me a, a, a whatever they, you know, things they like to call me. And 20 years ago? 20-something years ago. Yeah, I've always been pretty right. I mean, for the most part. But she got to yapping about something. And I was like, oh, go back to your... Go back to Fondren. You could tell she was a Fondrenite, you know, even 20 years ago. Yeah. Unattractive white female. Um, so she said, I don't live in Fondren. I live in Bellhaven. I was like, same thing. No, nah, man, there's a difference. Pearl, Brandon, <laughs> you know. Anyway, she was, Pearl, Bra- is there a difference between Pearl? But people in Brandon would say there's a difference, and people in Pearl would say there's a difference. You know, okay, so I'm in Brandon, but I still say there ain't no difference. Right. I but mean, people out there that are from there do always. Yeah, I remember oh, that yeah. from high school. They're it's, like, it's fighting words. Right. It was, they're like, you know, they really, really, really don't like each other. Yeah, it is fighting words. Hey, real quick before we go any further, uh, this segment is going to be brought to you today by, how about my friends and yours over at Ulyss Realty. 
Uh, and that is the Bridgestone subdivision uh, being uh, the, it's not being built. It's it's being picking back up with new construction. Uh, Brad Burleson and the guys over there at ulistms.com. That's ulistms.com, the letter U, listms.com. But uh, <clears throat> Stonebridge is right down there, right past Brandon High School and directly behind Stonebridge Elementary out off Highway 18 in Rankin County. And it's just outside the city limits, so you know what that does for your taxes and everything. But from an insurance perspective and all that, you still have all the – the fire department and everything by Brandon taking care of it out there. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. And you're also in the Brandon school district. So even though you're outside the city limits, kids get to go to the Brandon school district. That's great. Uh, I'd have much rather been able to go to Forest Hill than Byron back in uh, ninth, 10th grade. Anyhow, I digress. They got a, a limited selection of homes starting as low as 275. And if you get in early enough while they're being built, you'll get some say-so and colors and uh, whatnot and a few other materials, uh, cosmetic materials built inside the house. So check them out. A lot of amenities out there. They got a pool. They have a community center, public playground, all of this stuff. It's gorgeous out there. Very wide roads. I love wide roads because if somebody parks on the street, you don't want to turn it into a one lane. Uh, so very wide roads, huge sidewalks, gorgeous, uh, gorgeous landscaping out there. And it's only getting better as they get further along. Get out there, check it out this weekend. Go see if there's a lot that you like. And uh, maybe there's some house being built that you're out, you like. Brad will uh, do all he can to help you out. That's ulistms.com. And uh, representing the Stonebridge neighborhood right there in Brandon, Mississippi. Uh, come out there. Enjoy the fun. A uh, ton of concerts there at the amphitheater. The amenities are second to none in Brandon. A lot of great restaurants coming up. More development being popping up. Get out there now before it even gets more expensive to move out there. This is uh, ulistms.com. All right, Sean. Uh, just jump into some culture war stuff here real quick. Yeah. Uh, that, that really is exciting news about your uh, your Hulu stuff. I'm glad we were able to cover that today. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Man, there's some really – uh, actually, if there's uh, people who are interested in these kind of cases, there's some on Netflix that are from local Mississippi cases. one about Kennedy Brewer. Mm-hmm. That's that, uh, a guy from my office uh, is featured in – that he passed away, Tom Kessler. And it's about, you know, who is – Kenny Brewer was convicted and then put on death row and later proven to be innocent. It's a, it's a really good documentary. It came out like three years ago. And uh, you, you like it. It's really good. How do you find it? Um, I'll look it up for you. I okay. can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, – it's, um, they've got a – it's a series, a bunch of different cases, and that's one of them. Gotcha. Like that, yeah. All right, let's let's jump into some Bud Light stuff, and but I want to I want to circle back to another article first. This is on Outkick dot com. Mm-hmm. People are boozing like it's eighteen sixty, as Americans have reached civil war levels of alcohol consumption, uh, and it's ironic that here we are on the cusp of another civil war, and we. I mean, yeah, I, it's hard to dispute that one, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are getting ready. We already so. had a revolution there, uh, Clay. I mean, you know, you know, y'all y'all kicked that off, right? Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, BLM kicked that off. Uh, trans I'm the trans- January Sixers and Trantifa and um, <laughs> and BLM kicked that off. But the look, civil war between BLM and the January Sixers. I guess we could put them in a cage match, and all know. of us could just pay per view it. Just put them in a cage. <laughs> uh, let's see here. According to the New York Post. A recent study shows we're on track to hit those same levels now in the year of our Lord, 2023. In 21, the average American is believed to have consumed 2.51 gallons of ethanol, the version of alcohol found in beer, wine, and spirits. 
back in the day of the Civil War when trains were newfangled and the best treatment for gargantuous limb removal was to take a swig of hooch and lop it off. People were people were <laughs> drinking an average of 2.53 gallons per year. Says the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism is behind the study that scrounged together these figures. While that's the, so y'all know, I'm reading Outkick, and they they type in the way I talk. So if you hear the sarcasm, that's just mm-hmm. the way that uh, Outkick um, puts these articles out there. Which Outkick.com is great uh, sports and pop culture. Anyway, it says uh, they so they put these numbers together. While that is high and on par with the 1860s, it's not the highest it has been in modern history. Back in the early 80s, the average in, the average American consumed over 2.7 gallons of ethanol a year. Good lord! If what that's is, it? That's it. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a, a weekend. So the, no, the, <laughs> right? the NIAAA folks determined that the average drink contains 0.6 ounces of ethanol. That means the average person is tip. So we're talking about we're not talking about any water or mix or anything here this is pure the ethanol yeah uh, the two yeah i knew i know i was okay. kidding right yeah oh no yeah, i know yeah, yeah. but I, I do want to clarify that yeah we're not people go about, out and try to get some ethanol and yeah we're not talking it, about right. like a, a got two gallons of beer here we're yeah. talking about two the two gallons of the the hardest part right so the nia folks determined that the average drink contains 0.6 ounces of ethanol that means the average person is tipping back more than 500 drinks per year mm, seems reasonable yeah I, I, i'm more on par with that one for some, what does that break out to? That's what I was just about to pull out. Like 1.5, you know, a beer and a half a day, a yes. drink and a half per day. Right. For some people, their actual total is well below that. For others, it's probably much higher, unfortunately. The Post got Hillary Steinbaum, author of The Dry Challenge, to give her take on the uptick of boozing. She goes, she says, during stressful times, people tend to drink more, said Hillary, author of The Dry Challenge, told The Post. People want to turn to a vice to relax them. I think most people could have figured that one out, but it's always nice to get an expert's take on things. <laughs> while while it may people be people like fa- to drink to feel better. Thanks. Yeah. Glad we had a study that conducted groundbreaking. Conduct yeah. Uh, says uh, while it may be fair to say alcohol consumption is going up, we do know one other related fact: Bud Light consumption is going down. Sean, hold your thoughts on yep. it. Let's take our break real quick. Come back, land the plane for hour one. This is the Clay Edwards Show on WYAB with Sean York Karan. Breaking rules when necessary. Guys, I, we really want to take a deep dive into this Bud Light stuff. They're launching a Hail Mary. We only got about a minute left for this segment, but we're just going to save the Bud Light stuff for hour two, the come, come back from hour two, top first segment. I think y'all are going to find it interesting. Uh, the CEO or the somebody over there says they're going to throw a Hail Mary. Let's, uh, we're going to read and see what that Hail Mary is and get back to you guys. So, hey, real quick, lunch today. Get over to the Gathering Restaurant right there. At the town of Livingston, it's fried catfish day. Y'all know what it is. It's Friday. It's fried catfish day. I, I'm assuming their power's on. Uh, you may want to call before you haul. 150,000 people um, in Mississippi right now without power. Uh, I know some folks in Madison are without. So, <clears throat> assuming the power's on, get out there, fried catfish, and you get two sides, and of course, your drink. And I think it runs around 15 bucks, 12 to 15 bucks, something like that. You can't beat it. It's a lot of food for the money. And don't forget their midweek menu. We're through with the midweek. I won't do that to y'all. Also, if you're in Rankin County, oh, well, I'll just finish this this gathering up. 
Even if you don't want the fried catfish, you can order off the menu. I highly, highly recommend the fried chicken, uh, white or dark meat. It's bone-in chicken, you know, real chicken. Uh, try the Nashville hot if you like it a little spicier. You will not be disappointed. All right, Sean and I will be back in seven minutes right here on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show, the realest show on the radio, the free-range human show choice, the most incendiary talk show on these airwaves every morning right here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Take a Break Deliveries. I tell you what, if there was ever a morning to get Take a Break to bring you something, it's this morning with this weather pushing through here. And that's right, it's 8.08 p.m. As of 8 a.m., they're delivering breakfast. For Rankin and Madison County folks, go to takeabreakdeliveries.com and put your information in there. Pick what you want. You got to put your address in, and then they'll, it'll populate what restaurants are available in your area. You won't have to wonder. You'll know if it pops up, those are the ones available for your for delivery to your to your spot there. So download the app if you want to do that. Take Just go to Take a Break Deliveries. It's not delivery. It's deliveries, I-E-S, on the end. And uh, I sent it over to uh, somebody at my at my girlfriend's work yesterday, and I think they took advantage of the Clay Six Hundred One promo code. So good stuff there. Thank y'all for supporting our sponsors here. Uh lunch, well, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Get it delivered. Stay off the road when they're nasty. Let the professional drivers do that for you. When you when and they're also locally owned and veteran owned. And these things matter, right? You know, these things matter to me. I like Me to, too, absolutely. I, I like to support local, and if I can support veterans too, two birds, one stone. Yeah, if you say you're veteran-owned, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to buy something. That's why I always say I mean. You know, and, and I could really say there's three three reasons, right? Locally-owned, veteran-owned, and the overwhelming majority of the restaurants they break bread with and deliver for are locally-owned too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you, I mean, that's how – people think I'm kidding when I say this, but that that's how you rise above – Rise above cancel culture and stuff like that is support the businesses that uh, support you. Now, I'm not saying these restaurants are conservative or take a break deliveries is conservative or anything like that, but they're locally owned. It pumps right back into your economy. It's local drivers. It's local restaurants. It's them advertising here on a local radio station. Mm-hmm. This is how you drive the economy. This is how you detach yourself from having to do business with places like Walmart, Amazon, uh, Kroger, these big national conglomerates that shove ESG down our throats and all that stuff, not to turn their ad into a political thing here, but they also deliver beer and liquor. And uh, not that you, not uh, you know what I'm not. I'm not. You might be starting at eight in the morning. Who yeah, knows? I'm not going to take. Not. A, I'm not going to take a cheap shot here at a beer company. But uh, regardless of what you drink, from Bud Light to Miller Light to Coors Light or Modelo, apparently yeah. uh, they'll deliver it to you. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. If you have a liquor store in your area, uh, they will deliver that. But, you know, there's got to be one where you live. You can't live out in the county and uh, get liquor delivered there if, if, if you don't have a liquor store. You know, if, if it's not dry. If it's wet. If it's not wet, that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, check them out, man. It's Father's Day weekend. If it's not raining, a lot of folks are going to be hanging out by the pool this weekend, enjoying that. Don't drink and drive. Let them bring you beer, food, liquor, whatever you prefer. Take a break. Deliveries. Use that promo code. All capital letters, Clay601 for $5 off your delivery fee. And if you want some pizza, uh, get it from Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. And take a break. We'll deliver that. Try the Pig, Pig, Pig or the Will of Flavor with three different 
specialty pizzas piled onto one pie of your choice. All right, Sean, let's hit this Bud Light stuff. So we were actually just teasing this, and then I got a Fox News notification that with the same story. So, um, yeah, I thought what you just said was pretty interesting about like, okay, I don't want to make this, you know, your take a break ad political, like you were just saying, but um, isn't this a lesson for every? And I, I don't, I mean, whether you have a conservative message or a liberal message in your marketing, but companies should just stay out of politics. Like, why don't they just stay out of politics? Like, it seems like that'd be the safer decision to just stay out of it. Like, they could, I mean, people still would have, if they just had a guy on a horse or, or just some dude sitting in a park drinking a Bud Light, then this would be no problem, right? Nobody would care. Or any other brand. It just seems like, it seems like that we always talk about that, like, why don't celebrities stay out of politics? Or why don't, I mean, why don't companies stay out of it? Like yeah. whatever the message is, whether and, it's conservative or liberal. And now they're trying to backtrack. And I saw they had a commercial with Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. And mm-hmm. we're going to get back to sports and music people. Well, the problem with that is all these sports and music people jumped the shark, too. I mean, and, and got so heavily involved in politics that now when you sponsor them. Now, I'm not saying the Griffey's did, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, right. I know everybody's dang political stance. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it seems like everybody that you know has a microphone, they're going to get into politics. They're going to say something. And, you know, one Celebrity says something that you know something conservative. And everybody gets mad. One says something liberal, and everybody gets mad at them. Mm-hmm. Now, I think like to me that the celebrities, athletes, and, and actors, actresses have an easier time with this, right? They get away with it a little bit better, except for you know Colin Kaepernick didn't. But like they get, a, but it like worked Bar- out for him. I mean, well, he got the lawsuit. I'm sure he made a lot of money off that. And well, uh, that and the Nike deal. Yeah, that's right, the Nike deal too. But um, but it's but it's, so the impact on them doesn't seem quite as severe one way or the other as it is on companies. Because I know people said, oh, we're going to boycott. I mean, no, NFL is making more money this year than they've ever made. Like, the NFL is not hurting like, at all. It does, And I think they could do almost – they're almost like Trump, right? They can shoot somebody in, in the middle of Times Square and nobody's really going to stop watching football. Well, their, like, problem, their problem is if, if, if they don't let defensive players start hitting people again – that's a real issue, yeah, right? That's a real issue. It's the, but that's just about the game, yeah. right? That's about the game where things were, were like, this is getting... There are a lot of people who claim they don't watch it. I mean, I, I don't watch nearly as much, but it's not because I'm necessarily boycotting that. Because mm-hmm. I'm just, my interest wanes in and out of out of things. Hey, let's hit this real quick. Then sure. we got your buddy Jerry on yeah. the phone. Okay. Um, it just uh, So Fox News just did a breaking thing. I got this on OutKick. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'll... These these articles get so chopped up with ads. I apologize. Anheuser Busch CEO launches Hail Mary plan to save Bud Light after Dylan Mulvaney disaster. Uh, the incredibly stupid March Madness promo featuring transgender activists was more than two months ago, but the bleeding the bleeding just does not stop. Sales were down more than twenty four percent in the latest data, which is an article for that on Outkick if y'all want to read it. Uh, Brendan Whitworth reportedly will hit the road to try to save Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Whitworth is apparently very aware of the problems Bud Light faces moving forward and will launch a Hail Mary attempt to save it. The Anheuser-Busch CEO plans to travel around America this summer to listen to consumers in connection with Budweiser's MLB sponsorship, according to Axios. Whitworth also released a statement Thursday attempting to get Bud Light back on track and vowing to do the three following things. Uh, first, we are investing investing to protect the jobs of our frontline employees, which I 100% support here locally. Second, we are providing financial assistance to our independent wholesalers to help them support their employees, as you should, after you nuked them. And third, to all of our valued consumers, we hear you. Our summer advertising launches next week, and you can look forward to Bud Light reinforcing what you've always loved about our brand, that it's easy to drink and easy to enjoy. As we move forward, we will focus on what we do best brewing great beer, and earning our place 
in the moment that matters to you. You can do all of that you want, but until you say we shouldn't have, we should not have promoted this transgender nut job, we apologize, none of that's going to work. Not that, none of that is going to work. Well, I mean, like I think we were talking about the break. This is an interesting scenario with this product, specific product, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like Target, where people are still going. I mean, I'm sure they've lost some money, and they, they did they moved some of the pride stuff to the back of the store. But people are – and you you said this at the break. The options are limited, right? You can go to Target, go to Walmart, you order something on Amazon, whatever. But with beer, man, there's so many options. You and can, they're right you in front can, of you. They're just right there at the gas station. You can go pick whatever beer you want. And um, and, the, and the reason I think people drink Bud Light is kind of the reason people do anything. It's a habit. I'm just used to – and like I was saying at the break, when I go to a bar, I order Yingling. And when they don't have it, I'm kind of uncomfortable about what I'm, what's my next order because I'm so used to drinking that. And I usually right? go – if they don't have what I want, I usually go far out in the left field. Yeah, yeah. I take some crazy beer. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like the, I, don't, I don't go <laughs> to the next boat beer in line. Exactly. I, give me the indicator. You're like, yeah, I'll be a little, I'll be a little wild tonight. And I'm yeah. like, I'll have the, the – the, 10% nut, double nut brown, whatever, Southern Magnolia, yeah, exactly. or something like that. That's what you're going to order. But you're, it, it provides some comfort to people with their drinks, I think, when you go to a bar and you order this or you go to the gas station, you, you pick up your Bud Light. And then I, once everybody started boycotting it, they're like, wait a second, there's other beer that's better, you know, just as good or much better than Bud Light. And I think that's what they're suffering from, that where Target is not going to face that kind of reaction because it, the options are not the same. Yeah, my girlfriend tried a, a Yingling flight the other night for the first time, and a I think there ended up being three of them missing out of my fridge by the time by the time she got done. So and she's great. like, "This is a good beer. Mm-hmm. I, I would have never tried this." Right? I'm like, "Yeah, it, it is a really good beer." And the thing's only a 16 ounce can, only got two grams of carbs. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I mean, there's just so many options for people, and they're like, "Okay, well, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't really have to drink Bud Light anymore. I can be comfortable drinking a Yingling Flight or or a whatever Miller Light, Coors Miller Light, Coors Light, Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting, and and here's the other thing too. Even people who weren't necessarily just knee deep in the culture war stuff, mm-hmm. like really knowing what Dylan Mulvaney yeah. is or any of these things, um, it this tur- this this turned into a meme, right? And became a pop culture thing, and that was the worst case. That was nuclear scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Because now normies are like paying attention to I mean, it. Yeah. My twenty one year old daughter won't drink a Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Well, th- thank goodness. I mean, but look, I, I know I know kids drink. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, Did you oh, drink at 21? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I drank way earlier than 21. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> By 21, I was well settled into my yeah, favorites. Yeah, you knew your favorites. But yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, but when young kids like that that aren't knee-deep in the culture war, or mm-hmm. they don't want to be seen drinking that, that's a major problem for a brand. Uh, like I said, the memes about drinking it and turning gay, the trans fluid um, somebody the, the meme running around says I caught AutoZone got them sending me over a case of trans fluid and they mm. sent the case of Bud Light oh I didn't see that yeah I mean it's just it's it's meme after meme and that's just that that's bad it's hard to bounce back and how do you become the cool beer again yeah and then I think also like even these kids and that don't know what the controversy is about it's just becoming so commonplace where people are like oh no Bud Light I mean you know it's one of those things where you don't even have to know what the reason why people initially weren't drinking it now it's just become like this inertia where everybody's just not drinking it and nobody really like there's you know like the 20 year old kids probably like oh who what I don't know you know they don't know what the controversy is about well, it's, it, it is a pack mentality right thing. yeah you better way I mean? pack mentality right there's a monkey see monkey do mm-hmm. a sheep whatever you want to call it and it, that's a bad deal, man. But it's the same things that made Bud Light popular and the number one beer in America are now reversed mm-hmm. and causing it to fall from its spot. It's a good point, right? Because as we're saying, like, you're just comfortable with that beer, you're drinking it. And, I mean, you said this at the break, and we were discussing it where 
this may be one of the greatest marketing disasters of, of all time that we, or at least in recent memory that we can remember. The only one that I remember being a kid, and I'm sure you might remember, was that new Coke stuff. Remember yeah. that being pretty bad. I think that was just because like the taste and, of it. I was yeah, too young that, really that, know, that, but yeah, that was a, that was taking a brand and destroying it for no reason. But mm-hmm. at least it wasn't. At least when you fixed it, there was no hurt feelings from a sense of. You, you pooped on me politically. Yeah, I don't know. my beliefs. I'd have to ask like, you know, my parents or older people about what those commercials were in the 80s. I don't remember them getting into politics. Of course, I was too young to really know that. I, I remember there was like Mean Joe Green on, with the Have a Coke and a Smile. Like that seemed to be like that was a, those kinds of commercials. I'm not sure when it shifted to making these commercials more politically yeah. biased. Or well, based, really. man, it really, really happened. I, I specifically remember more so around Obama. Really, there towards 2015, 16, love Trump's hate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. All these big corporations became anti-Trump or love Trump's hate. That's a good slogan, actually. <laughs> and I'm coming from the people that hate everything, you know. So just just all that. I, re- I specifically remember this: the tide turning around six, fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. and I, you know, Coke's always kind of been uh, on on the front of that kind of stuff. I remember, like uh, the. Uh, do you remember the in the early 2000s? The uh, when French fries were getting canceled because France wasn't supporting our invasion of Iraq. We call them freedom fries. Freedom fries, yeah. and I remember that. Uh, I don't know that fries actually intended to be political at that time. I think they were just called French fries, and they were a victim of stupidity at that yeah, point. There was a, there was a, a lady that had a sub shop in Byram, a really great. She was Louis, she was a Cajun, and right there in Byram, she had a. It's right there next to uh, where I get my tattoos at <clears throat> at House of Pain, but. She did great roast beef subs and mm-hmm. just really good sandwiches, and she was very Americana, very American. And I remember walking in there, and she had changed the name to, to Freedom Fries. Really? I'm like, I think we've jumped the shark here. Yeah. And looking back, you're like, you should have kept the name as French Fries. Maybe the French were right on that mm-hmm. <laughs> about that whole invasion thing. So uh, on the Guns in Your text line, uh, Sharon says, I feel bad for the local bud distributor. They didn't ask for this, and they are suffering too. Could the local distributor sue Bud Corporation for losses. I don't know that the distributors can. Uh, I think there's going to be class action lawsuits from stockholders that say that they are intentionally, uh, you know, doing what's worse for stock and like torpedo on the brand, tor- torpedo in the brand. That they're not, they're not, in, uh, they're not. There's a there's a technical term for it. Uh, they're not fiduciary. Oh, they're fiduciary. Respo- they're, fiduciary breaching their, they're breaching their fiduciary duty. Yes. I don't know how that goes into market. I mean, I, I'm assuming that you know the company obviously has full control of market. I don't know how that. I'm not I've never sued anybody over stocks, but that's that is an interesting point. I don't know. I have to look that up too. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot of people smarter than me suggest that there's gonna that there's gonna be some lawsuits here. Now, it'll depend on if you go forth a woke judge or not. Well, isn't Anheuser Busch buying the case? We were talking about that at the break too. Buying the cases of beer back that they're unsold. Yeah, from from the distributor, mm-hmm. but that still don't make up for lost profits, right? But yeah, at least I mean, at least they're recovering their wholesale value, right? Yeah, and and the uh, but like these sales guys that go to the gas stations and stuff, and I see them every day, and I and I feel bad. I do, man. I legitimately feel bad for these guys and girls that work here locally, uh, Mister Costas, the, the whole nine yards over there. But you know, and I don't understand why. If 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 I'm the distributor, I'm coming out, and I'm sure they they have. They have deals where they're, you know, they can't say anything. But I'm coming out and I'm apologizing on behalf of do whatever I can to save my business. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the article, you know, become a rogue, a rogue distributor. 
but man, we ain't we ain't about this life. Yeah, I think the uh, the article that I dropped in our group stuff is uh, it kind of says that it was interviewing the distributors and the problems mm-hmm. that they're facing, and they all kind of just said what you know what you're saying. They're like, hey man, we're not involved in this politics stuff, you know. Whether you know, again, like whether you're just a liberal message or a conservative one, we're just trying to sell beer, yeah. like, and so we're in, and we're and we're having to lay off employees now and do all these things because of this, and and that goes back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, that's maybe maybe everybody needs to if you're selling something, stay out of politics, right? It includes uh, you, the my pillow guy. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, again, I I don't disagree. I'm I, I'm just I'm tired of it on both sides. Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to buy a my pillow. I don't care if it's the most comfortable pillow in the world. Like, I'm like, I'm not buying it. I do not. I I have one. What is it? Them. Is it good? I don't. Yeah, know. I don't find them the most comfortable pillows in the world. And I mean, I, I don't dislike Mike Lindell or nothing like that. I'm just, you know, I'm just tired of it on both sides. Can we just get back to being proud to be Americans? Yeah, or just like make a good beer and I'll drink it. <laughs> like, yeah. how about that? Like, yeah. that's just, it's it's a good beer. I'll drink it. I don't really care. What you who you voted for? Just make my just like I was talking about my Nikes. Like I don't care who Nike supports politically. I I, I just like Nikes. Yeah, I just want I, to like my Nikes. But I also get that the 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 cat is out of the bag. Yeah, you yeah, know, the, and whatever, and it is what it is. I mean, you got George Soros Jr. Alexander Soros saying he's going to be more political than his father, and as long as people on the right are putting in money, he's going to put in money. So I, while I while I would rather not mix my politics with my pillows, I do appreciate Mike Lindell. Doing what he's doing for my side, but I mean, do you think it hurt a corporation to just not like? Okay, let's take. I haven't seen Walmart do anything. Have you? I'm political. I don't need. Well, side. they donate a ton of money to 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 liberal politicians. I mean, they're very. But liberal, I'm sure they donate but, to conservative politicians, right? I mean, they. I mean, every corporation is going to donate to both sides. That's just smart yeah. business. I mean, I, I can see why they're doing that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't see them out there promoting agendas from either side, and nobody's stopping shopping Walmart. Yeah, you know, it's like Budweiser got their uh, their lobbyist in D.C. to try to fix this for them. Right, like, bro, this ain't a lobbyist thing. Mm-mm. Yeah, y'all ain't fixing anything. This is you. Your lobbyist needs to tell you to apologize. And I know I sound like a hypocrite, and I said this yesterday. Uh, we got to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we'll finish it. But I understand that I say never apologize to the left because they don't accept the apology. They just, they just hang it on the wall, and they still cancel you. I, I am curious from a case study standpoint, would conservatives accept the apology? I do you I want it, but I don't know that I would accept it. Or has it gone too far? At, the, at this point. It's like how how rock bottom does it have to get before you do it to literally save the business? You could have done it on the front end. Now it feels like you're doing it because you feel like you have to do it. Yeah. When you should have done it because you wanted to. It's like do when it. your parents make you apologize to your sibling for mm-hmm. doing something mean to them, you're like, I'm sorry, but not really. Yeah. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. We'll pick this back up on the other side. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron on 103.9 FM WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Man, give them guys a shout for all of your home auto and business window tinting and windshield replacement needs, as well as vehicle wraps and auto uh, uh, paint, paint refurbishment, uh, paint correction, and ceramic coating now. That's right. They're doing it all over there at Lakeland Glass and Tent. And you know Jason and the team at Lakeland Glass and Tent are doing it. It's being done right. Uh, they're the Expel Dealer of the Year. Expel is their window tint and vehicle wrap product and also their ceramic coating product. It is top 
notch. I've gone over there, uh, helped him out with some stuff myself. I've seen the operation, been a part of the operation, and I'm, I always leave highly impressed at just how professional they are over there at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Give them a call today, 601-946-1000, or check them out online and book your appointment today at lakelandglassandtent.com. Uh, let's see here real quick on the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, people are letting us know that Walmart is, in fact, very yeah, gay. Yeah, I was wrong. Apparently, there's they're doing Pride Month, too. I don't know. Yep. I didn't see yeah, that. Which, well, I, mean, look, I just expect it from Walmart, from the largest employer in the United States. Uh, they're, they're knee-deep in the ESG. You know, I just uh, isn't Walmart like the conservative department store, pretty much though. Walmart? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't really go to Walmart. I mean, I just I was asking you is like. Is I mean, it I guess I guess I guess there's a joke about it being kind of the redneck mall, you know, white trash, yada yada yada. But there there's Walmarts everywhere. Well, I I read a, a statistic that said actually there is a Walmart located within in like 20 miles of every small town in America, almost. Wait, like we, pretty much. Here's the problem. Walmart is a is a making of our own. Of our own, uh, um, we we created this monster on our own by not supporting our small businesses right. on the town square, going to Walmart when they built it, abandoning the mom and pop stores. They go out of business. Walmart takes control. Walmart gets the most buying power. They can sell it for cheaper. We did this, right? And it was interesting too. That's a good point. And like because now what Walmart did, and that was remember people were ringing the alarm bells in the eighties and the nineties about that, saying that Walmart was taking over all the mom and pop businesses. Yep. That was a huge thing. Then now Amazon comes and is pushing Walmart away, and there, yep. now there's a fight out on the online retail space between mm-hmm. Walmart is putting so much money into their online store. Now they've got fulfillment by Walmart and they're trying to fight Amazon, which they've not been successful yet. It's going to take a while. I don't know if they're ever going to be able yeah. to do it. They've actually closed down some of their Sam stores and turned them into uh, mm-hmm. dot-com fulfillment centers. Yeah, because they've got to. I mean, because the days of people going to stores are, are rapidly ending. I yep. mean, rapidly. Unless The only thing I think that you'd actually need to go to a store for is groceries, like on a daily basis. I mean, you, you can get those delivered, too, if you want to, but yep. it seems like that'd be the only thing. But, yeah, Walmart saw that coming in now because Amazon is actually pushing them out, which yeah. is interesting, let's, too. Let's wrap up the Bud Light conversation. Yeah, sure. and then I want to move into what uh, article you had about uh, the right discovering cancel culture oh. or boycotts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, to, to kind of wrap up the Bud Light, I, I am curious. Um, and I know I get on here and I scream a lot about never apologize to the left, but this is make an interesting case study to – do apologies work? Because I consider the right to be more kind-hearted people who typically will accept an apology and uh, aren't led by fake virtue quite as much. Uh, would would they accept a, a true apology if they came out and they vilified Dylan Mulvaney and said transgenderism is a mental disorder and you know came out and just said all the things that we know to be true, that men are born men, women are born women, and nothing you do uh, surgically will ever change that. You know, if they came out and they just and they and they donated some money to Trump. I mean, would we could we get back behind them? I think once the habit's broken, I think I don't think those thirty percent are coming back. I think you you should have done that week two at the latest. I think too many people have changed their drinking habits now. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you'd have to answer that question obviously because I'm like I'm not I didn't drink Bud Light I don't really care right. But like, yeah. would that apology work for you? Like, I mean, I. Not now. I mean, uh, wild, wild, I mean, how would you feel if they did all those things? Wild Bill says, I never liked Budweiser products anyway. They have always given me headaches. Um, man, the problem is now is it has creeped into pop culture. Mm-hmm. 
So now, if you're seeing, I, I my daughter took a picture of me in front, sitting in front of my Bud. We ended up back over at my buddy's house after after all of us going out to Shuckers a few weeks ago. Yeah, and he had some Bud Light in the fridge. <laughs> she took a picture so, of me with the Bud Light. <laughs> I, I, it was in the fridge. It was all that was there. That's funny. At midnight. I drank a Bud Light. Yeah, and my daughter took a picture. Uh oh, got a picture of Clay with a Bud Light. Kids will be kids. Right? Well, and, and well, my point to that is, I don't. You know, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Yeah, but my point to that is, that's that is people that don't listen to talk radio and don't care about this stuff on a surface level. Yeah. Knowing that it's become a joke. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's become, it's just, it, it's hit like, like I said, like I said earlier, I don't think that's going to affect like target the same way Bud Light. Cause we, like you were talking about, like there's so many options. Yeah. Well, Target's it's, easy to cancel too. Cause there's no, there's no just targets anywhere. If there's a Walmart, there's a target or if there's a target. There's a Walmart close by mm-hmm. Walmart ain't going and break, you know, they're not the first there. Okay, right, yeah, but I mean, then how would you? Which one would you pick? Because now they're both supporting Pride Month, right? Yeah. I so, mean, like, pick your point. You know, you know and that's another. We can get into that next and, article. And, and, and also, yeah. there's the thing too. Here's the thing that Andrew Tate brought up. Why do I have to be all out hate against Pride Month or LGBT folk or LGQB whatever non T's? Right. Like, I can be okay with every every little weird thing you have in that alphabet soup, except the pedophiles and the trans. The plus is the pedophile in our world, by the way. Is it? I did not know that. Is that yeah. what the plus? I don't know. I, well, they they can't deny it. You know, they, that's why it's there. They keep trying to normalize pedophilia. Uh, um, I mean, I, Clay, who is normalizing pedophilia? Democrats. I mean, I, where, I mean they're normalizing pedophilia? Yeah, they, change, like that's they changed the name of pedophiles to minor attracted people. Minor attracted people. Maps. I mean, I've just not heard one politician out there saying we need to protect the rights of pedophiles. Like, no, I've never heard a liberal politician ever say that. Look, I, I know some of our great listeners out there right now. Well, we're going to text us some information. I'm sure they are, and it's going to be on some site. But if there is, if if and, you know, Joe we, Biden's we, got up there and said, "I love pedophiles," I'd like to see it because I've never heard. Well, him say he that. he got up there the other day. I mean, to me, trans most of these trans people are pedophiles. I mean, why are they dancing half naked on kids? Why is that trans weirdo got his boot, his moves out? Uh, well, that doesn't make him. I mean, that makes him weird with doing that. Yeah, I mean, Biden I should have done up, that. But I Joe mean, Biden got up there and said, "Y'all are the brave." As a former soldier, mm-hmm. Marine, Marine, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. As a for- and I, what is it? You're not former. You're you're retired. former. You're not ex Marine. You're a former. Thank Marine. you. Okay, yeah. I want to make sure. I always want to be yeah. respectful on that. Um, as a as a former Marine, how does that make you feel for Joe Biden to get up there and tell a bunch of trans nut jobs that they're the bravest people he's ever met? I mean, honestly, take your politics out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, right. I obviously don't think they're the bravest people. Obviously, I think they're the members of our military and law enforcement are you're the heroes right now. But I don't say, that doesn't discount that I think that the, the, the people that have dealt with discrimination and you know, including gays and transgender people are not brave. For, I mean, it's not easy to walk around and be a dude in a dress. I mean, I'm not saying it's, that doesn't rise the level of the military or law enforcement, but it's not easy to go out there. I mean, there's a lot of hate on that. I mean, let's just be honest. That's why it's such a big issue. OK, but you but you do that knowing. Knowing that you that that, it, that it's weird, and knowing you're going to get you're right, gonna get but I mean, it's still I mean, like it still takes some balls, for lack of a better term, to go do that, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate that. Right? <laughs> oh man, wrong but, word. But, but it ain't brave. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's or crazy. Maybe it's, well, crazy and bravery could be mixed, right? Uh, we we got to take a break real quick. Come back. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. The train has come off the tracks yeah. on a on a free for all Friday here on Father's Day weekend with Sean York Ron. We'll be right back. When necessary, welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. Hey, real quick, man, don't forget over there at Gracie South Jiu Jitsu and Kickboxing, they got a summer summer stuff going on for the kids. One ninety nine for the whole summer to train for for uh, kids from the day they get out of school to the day they go back. 
only one ninety nine for the whole summer. Also, they got their summer boot camp body uh, kickboxing stuff. So get get your summer body toned up and drop a few pounds, tighten up doing their kickboxing classes for only $25 a month. And that includes um, personal uh, personal diet plans uh, assistance put together by former pro bodybuilder Chance Shepard, who's also their Hoist Gracie in-house uh, black belt instructor. So check that out, man. Of course, they got tons of other stuff going on over there. Adult jiu-jitsu classes taught by my friend Chance Shepard, who, as previously mentioned, is a Hoist Gracie black belt and they also have women's only self-defense classes taught by a woman in a no-male environment, so no intimidation or anything like that. And they offer children's jiu-jitsu, uh, which is obviously going to help them with um, self-defense, bullying prevention, all these things. Uh, teach, them, teach them discipline, everything. And look, man, I'm just going to tell you, everybody I know that does jiu-jitsu, I hadn't done it. Everybody I know that does it um, absolutely loves it. Kim Wade does it. Uh, so hey, don't let age be a factor or any of that stuff get out there give it a try i mean everybody every every health nut i follow on youtube does videos about i've been doing uh, jujitsu for a year now and i can't believe i waited my whole life to do this and every all these guys whose opinions i trust keep telling me i need to do this and i just got to find time to do it i guess i could find time to do anything else i want to do i need to find time to do this get out there beat me to it and get your first week for free then 20 percent off if you tell them you heard it on the clay edwards show that's right, man. They got two great locations for you. One in Madison, one in Pearl. Check them out online. GracieSouth.com. Sean, let's pick up where we left off. Minus the uh the, minus the, the balls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And um <clears throat> I'll try. Not hundred percent sure we can say that. Yeah. Oh wait, does that, that word's not radio? Uh, context sometimes. Oh. I try to be respectful. I need to read the the um, rules here, you know. Yeah, you know, even if it's legally right, I don't know. There's certain things we probably don't need to say. Uh but I've said worse, trust me. Yeah. Uh but to the to the point, like we were talking during the break, yes, clearly there's bravery that doesn't mean military. Yeah, but I mean, you, like I was saying, you said the, hyperbole. Well, I was saying, like you know, like the the people that crossed that bridge in Selma, Alabama, that's bravery. That was bravery, and they were you know, protesting for civil rights the, and all the, this kind of stuff. The, the BLM members who marched in Jackson during COVID, that was bravery. Well, I think that was different. I consider that different than the <laughs> I, Selma march. I am right? being facetious. Yeah, that's a little bit different, right? But yeah, no, I mean, right. But what you're saying is what I consider hyperbole. The Joe Biden statement, yes, they're not the bravest people he's ever met, but you know that's what he's a politician, and that's what he said at the time. All right, again, politics aside, what are you, what are your thoughts on the nut job bouncing its moves up and down, topless on the White House lawn? Well, in my position, the same as the White House took, they banned her. I mean, yeah. I would have too. Yeah. Like you're at the White House, you can't do that. Then it comes out and unless like, you're in the Oval Office and having a consensual affair, yeah. like Bill Clinton, you can do that, but you can't <laughs> dance naked. So. Yeah, man. You know, and then comes out and blames it was part of the Free the Nip campaign, yeah, and uh, it's, the conserv- conservatives but, are attacking him. And what's so hard about keeping your clothes on at the White House? Like, just keep like, clothes on at like, the White this, House. This is exactly. And there was a bunch of kids around. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. I'm not going to defend it, Clay. I know, I mean, I, just I know, and, on, you know. and I know you're not. That, I, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of part of the reason why I like having these conversations with you, right? Because I want to show people that we got a lot more in common. Mm-hmm. Then we then we don't. I mean, and that the, the nut jobs for both of our sides right. are the ones that get the most attention. They do. I mean, that's like don't you can take your clothes off at the White House. I mean, yeah, don't don't leave, leave kids alone. I mean, know, these are all things we. Unless you're Marilyn Monroe in the '60s or something, like then maybe you could. The overwhelming <laughs> amount of people agree on these things. Yeah, sure. But like our side thinks, well, Sean, if you if you if you agree with these things, why do you keep voting for the people that promote these things? 
Well, it's very simple. There's a there's a lot of issues that I agree with. Like one we you and I talk about a lot is healthcare. Yeah. And nobody is 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 uh, focusing on that issue enough in this country, and it's an issue that I put that in our group notes. Actually, I know we're not going to have time to get to it today, but it, if this is an issue that affects every single American, whether you're black, white, conservative, liberal, doesn't matter. And to me, that's an issue that Democrats have always pushed, and you know they're not pushing as much as I'd like right now, and they haven't done so you, since. You have not heard as much about it. No, it's, it's been nope. trans rights is the most important thing the, right now. And I mean, if you recall, like President Trump said he was going to make this health care plan. It was going to be better than and that, that never happened. Look, and I'm I mean, going to and I, I'm going to remove my political biases here for a second. And as a as a guy without personal health insurance, mm-hmm. I I wish that we could figure something out about some affordable. As I get older and, you know, been out there, you know, I'm not single in the tradition since I don't have a girlfriend, but, but single as in I'm a, I'm a one, yeah. one house, one, one person paying all the bills in my house individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I, man, you know, it's like you had to make some important, you know, like to me, unfortunately, my car insurance is more important than my health insurance. Right. My renter's insurance is more important than my health insurance. And you've got a bunch of jobs, and you're yeah. well, like a hardworking guy, and there's a lot of Americans that are in that position. And I think, like, what a friend of mine had a really good discussion about this yesterday. You know, somebody that's not working can get on Medicaid, right, and have health insurance, but somebody that's what you like call the underemployed, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody that's working at maybe mcdonald's or somewhere or just or they're a, or they're just a self-employed individual like i've been for the last seven years like they can't get health insurance or the one they can get is junk yeah. insurance or disaster insurance united health united health that. i had that before yeah, i mean let me tell you just an emergency but i was paying three hundred dollars a month for that just in case i ended up in an emergency room right. you know it wasn't helping out with copays really for normal doctor visits which there's a you know the doctor that you and i both go to in madison yeah. you know they got a great deal out there um you know, so I'm able to supplement that a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, as far as just doctor visits. But if, you know, something, if I end up in the ER, I'm going to end up having to file bankruptcy. Right. And this is like, that's what I'm saying. This should be like, this should be like the most bipartisan thing ever, but it creates such a big split, especially like 10 years ago when President Obama was doing Obamacare. And now they, um, now they messed that up. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect at all. I mean, yeah. it's completely messed up, but at least like somebody was taking a step. And I felt like the right is always fighting against that. Like there's always something. And when, when the voters of people that vote for conservative politicians are actually being impacted by this, right. like yourself, you know, where it's like nobody is making an actual concerted effort to do something constructive about it. It's just arguing like, Hey man, no, I really, uh, that's not right because we love our insurance and, and this, uh, and then be long wait times or whatever they say. Well, here, here's the thing that I think a lot of us have woken up to is we realize that it's a uniparty up there for the most mm-hmm. part, minus right. an issue or two. Yeah. It's a big uniparty up there. We got to change that at some point, mm-hmm. but look at all the money we've sent to Ukraine. Right. And I know you're you're far, but sure. we keep being able. They talk about a debt ceiling, but we keep finding billions upon billions to send to Ukraine. What if I, I don't like what aboutism? But what if we took that and tried to fund healthcare? Yeah. Or, well, let's take just don't make political. Let's take the Ukraine or all the foreign adventures that we've gone on. Sure. Right. And I'm actually always in or the foreign aid that we give. Yeah. Right. And I've always been on this soapbox too. I mean, there's a lot of money that we. We put into this into foreign aid and all these little foreign military adventures that we do, and and right, why are we doing half of this stuff? Yeah, you know, that was one of the few things. Military actually, industrial complex and start funding our health. You know, that's one of the few things I, I agreed with President Trump on, and he's uh, uh, on any party. That's why I don't ever really think he's really a Republican half the time. Like he said things that no other politician actually said, 
at the and one of the things that I always agreed with was why is NATO not paying for itself? Why are we always funding all this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean that was a good point that you never would hear a Republican or Democrat ever say. They're never going to say they're going to talk about our, how much we pay into NATO sure. or how we're basically uh, the best statement I ever heard about that was actually was from Joe Scarborough. I went to a lecture he put on. He said that Europe has been on a vacation from history since 1945. Nothing could be more true. We have funded this whole thing. And look, and, and our citizens are here. We don't have health care. And, and that's a problem. And, and that's something that I think people need to put their political sides, biases aside and look at. They're like, what is my personal health situation? What is my personal health insurance situation? And how are we going to rectify that? Yeah, I mean, look, when I had my diverticulitis issue, I had, I had good insurance at the time. But I wouldn't have been able to have my surgery to get put back together. Really? What did you do? Well, well so my, my colon ruptured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for three months I had a colostomy bag and was in bad shape and then three months later they you know once everything healed up they were able to put me back together and they had to take like a foot of my colon out when it ruptured and all that did you pay for that all out of pocket no i had insurance at the time oh you had insurance yeah yeah what i'm saying though if that happened now Mm -hmm. they would have done the life-saving surgery right but they wouldn't have put me back together and and that's more of a cosmetic thing not all you just get to have the colostomy bag the rest of your life and you're a guy you know, that gets up at like sixty thousand dollars surgery, right? And you're a guy that gets up at five in the morning, does a radio show every day, goes to the car lots, got a side business. I mean, what more can you do? I, like, nothing. That's what I mean. Like, that's not. This is not right. I mean, yeah. this is that's what that's my problem. And I think I wish more people really focused on that issue and really looked at it. And we could have a really good debate, honest debate on it. And I think people would actually agree more than they would disagree on it because it impacts everyone. Here's a good text uh, on the guns and gear text line from Laura. Uh, letting it load here. He goes, hey, I try to listen to your show often, totally relate and agree with you 99% of the time. You're right on the point that being that being said, I don't mean any disrespect at all, but I don't care at all for this co-host. Never mind, I thought this was something else. Yeah. So, but see, Laura, that's the thing, man. We're going to have different conversations. I mean, I can sit here and, and scream into a microphone as an echo chamber, mm-hmm. but I, I want to have real conversations with folks, and people can say whatever they want. I, I see the numbers. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I hope you keep listening, but people, whether you enjoy it or not, I want to, I want to, I want you to come away from these conversations with Sean, just like I do. I want you to be more resolute in your beliefs and be like, no, he he even made my point for me. Thank you. Or I want you to be like, you know what? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little too, too rigid about my beliefs. Maybe there's some things that I need to rethink. And I'm not even saying any particular topic. I'm just saying in general, and hopefully people Hopefully it's working the other way around, too. Mm-hmm. People that are left-leaning are saying, you know, you know what, I, I don't like Clay, but he made some sense on that. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I want to thank the people. Actually, I tell you this off-air. Like, so many people have inboxed me since I've been on the show mm-hmm. that are conservatives, you know, and been so kind and thanked me for, yeah. hey, look, man, thanks for being on. I know you're taking fire from people on the right, but, um, you know, we enjoy listening to your point. Even though I don't agree with you, that's what they tell me, and the, like, we, you know, enjoy listening to your point of view. And I really what – I, what I think is so important about those people that do that is that those are the people that are – Everybody is cares about the country, yep. right? Hold that. That's, that's what I think. You know? Yeah, great work there. And look, I'm not here to make y'all like Sean. That's not the point of this. Yeah, the point right. of this is to be able to have real conversation without screaming at each other. Yep. We'll be right back to scream at each other a little bit for you. <laughs> Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. But well, we got about a minute left. Sean, want to thank you for coming in again today. Uh, I enjoyed that today. And yeah, look, that was a fun one, folks. Look, I, I, I get a lot of. I get a lot of y'all that come. I can't, I can't. I can't stand listen to the co-host. But guys, we can't live in such an echo chamber that we can't hear what the other side has to say. 
and I, you know, again, I want to thank the people that reach out to me, man. They're, you guys are great people. I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I think you, you were, those are those are kind of viewpoints that are uh, going to actually get us through all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, people man, are willing to listen. Yeah. I, I love y'all. I'm on your side. But but I'm on, but I'm gonna stand up and say the same thing about my side as I am the other side. If we're if we're being echo chambers and we're and we're just being hard headed and we're just you know doing things that I don't think is the right way to do things. But look, I love y'all. Appreciate y'all, uh, Jim. Thor- Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day right here on one hundred three point nine WYAB.